Good morning, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's message is in the form of a question, and it's titled, Should I Prepare? Now, to start off, as many of you know, I did a show with many rounds a few weeks back, and in that episode, I talked about Demetri Dudeman's prophecy concerning the judgment on America. In the latter half of the show, we also had a discussion concerning the rising fuel prices. And you heard that many rounds had said to you all, you know, get it while you can, because eventually it'll be unavailable. And, you know, frankly, I have seen and heard of a lot of instances where people are seeing what's going on and they're like, well, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. And they won't act and go out and top off their tank. And then a week later, the gas prices were $2 higher. And you still need that gas. And now this is getting to the point, it's eating into how people are providing for their families. I mean, I'm hearing of gas thefts. You know, people's cars, their gas tanks are getting drilled into in the driveways and stuff. You know, and, you know, that's going on in California. Last I looked yesterday, prices were already approaching $9 a gallon. You know, many are likely going to even be more concerned. It's not just the gas prices, but it's going to be causing uh, food prices to go up, you know. That diesel to power those 18-wheelers, I saw a picture today. There was a trucker who paid $1,050 just to fill up his truck. You know, it's uh, not time to be playing around with wondering, well, I guess I'll just sit here and hope that, um, you know, things are going to be all right. But then again, I can't tell people what to do. And I had even debated on getting and doing the show because some people say, well, I'm just not going to do anything. And they get mad if you push. And it's like, well, I can't be upset, but I'm going to put this out for people who actually care. You know. Some people need direction. Some people, you know, they're not always good about acting on things. But let me put this into perspective today. It's important to understand that those transport costs will rise. And as they do, so will everything else. And I've even seen comments on people saying, you should get an electric car. And it's like, well, people can't afford an electric car. And if natural gas goes up, there goes the price of electricity. Because most plants, unless they're nuclear in the United States, they're natural gas powered. So. Nice try, but that's not going to work. And I base this podcast on the following verse from Proverbs 27, verse 23, because if I didn't give to you what I believe to be right, then I would not be being obedient to the Lord. Proverbs 27, verse 23 says, Know the state of your flocks, and put your heart into caring for your herds. And right now, knowing the current situation, what I'm going to talk about today takes precedence over the rest of everything, although I am going to be getting back into the refining, and I'll get more on that later. Caring for the sheep and putting out this message is doing exactly that. I'm not telling you what to do on an individual basis, but there's this thing called common sense, and it's helpful to have it and use it. You know, there is such a thing as having discernment as to where everything is headed. The Lord gives discernment to protect his people so that they can make wise choices. You know, to quote Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 11, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Remember integrity, doing the right thing. He guards the paths of the just 
and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Again, let's read that again. This is Proverbs 2, verse 11. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Fearing the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. First and foremost, before anything, Jesus comes first. And if God has declared judgment on a nation and has sent forth his watchmen and prophets to tell everyone what is coming, it is up to each and every person to take to prayer what his words are saying and seek the Lord on what he would have you do. You know, don't base what you need to do on what everyone else is doing. Everyone's at a different spot. You know, Brother John, what he does two states over may not be the same as what Susan and her family need to do. You know, situations are going to be different. Callings are different. And also, everyone has a different calling in this time, and so that needs to be considered. Additionally, if you know God is judging the wicked of a nation and putting those who belong to him in the spiritual ark, would you not be obedient to him calling you to that ark? You know, in all of the madness taking place right now, there is nothing wrong with taking some precautions. You know, again, what you do is going to depend on your situation and what the Lord leads you to do. But for consideration, let's take a look at Genesis 6, verses 17 through 22. Now, this is when God told Noah to build the ark. Starting on verse 17, look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. So keeping those verses from Genesis 6, 17 through 22 in mind, and coming back to discernment, not everyone has the level of faith for provision that others have. You have faith for provision and protection, but if the Lord has already given you the means to get what you need, why would you sit there and say, well, it's in God's hands, or I'll pray. Well, yeah, you should pray, but think about normal times. When your gas tank is down to a quarter of a tank, do you just sit there and say it's in God's hands, or do you take the income he has blessed you with and go put gas in your car? I mean, you would, right? You would take it in for an oil change, wouldn't you? Or would you sit there and just pray that the engine doesn't blow up? I mean, it's the same with food. When your fridge or pantry are bare, do you go to the store or do you sit there with money in the bank and believe it will fill itself? You pay your phone bill and your internet bill every month, don't you? I mean, you don't just sit there and imagine it will pay itself. You got to write the check or get online and pay it with your card, right? If you saw a major winter storm coming or you live in the south and you saw a hurricane coming, you'd go get what you need ahead of time before you couldn't, right? Or you would go while you can afford it and get an extra of what you need so that when it gets high, you're not out being the victim. You're not caught as the victim unaware. 
You see, you're aware of these things, so you're going to do them ahead of time. That's the element of common sense with all of these. So why, when we know that there's a storm on the horizon, are we locking up and just throwing our hands up and saying, well, I'm just going to sit here, and if I die, I die. Well, if you make your bed, you lay in it. But, you know, consider there might be people who can't take care of themselves. You might be being called to help somebody else. Has that thought crossed your mind? And then there's your family. Some of you have families. 1 Timothy 5 verse 8 says, But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So, you know, if you're getting direction to act, and you don't, well, then you're just as bad as an unbeliever. You know, you're literally inviting the suffering on yourself. You know, when Noah was told to build the ark, and he was told to fill it with food and animals, did he sit there and say, well, Lord, that's too much for me? I'm going to sit here and pray that the flood you told me was coming won't come? No, I mean, you better believe as it's written in the word, Noah did what the Lord told him to do. He didn't say, well, I'll just pray. Oh, well, if I die, I die. If the flood drowns me, okay. That's okay. You know, and to think of it further, that would be the same as Lot not doing what the Lord told him to do before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Wisdom and fear of the Lord, my friends. Wisdom and fear of the Lord. I mean, you can't sit there and say that someone doesn't have faith when they see a storm coming and they get ready. That person has faith and they have a fear of the Lord. They believe he'll do as he says, just like he did in the days of Noah. So we're told to be ready for the coming of the Lord, but we're also told to endure And I imagine it's going to be very hard to be praying and exercising faith when you're hungry and you could have done something about it. You could have put extra canned food away, you know. You want to make it not as harsh on yourself if you can help it. Those of you with more faith may disagree here, but remember, we're told to evaluate ourselves on the level of faith we really have and be honest with ourselves. And be honest before the Lord. I'd rather have some extra stuff on hand so I can focus on my prayer and refining that to get what I need than having to be running out to the store competing with those who played well into the last hour. And we're in the last hour, folks. And to put it realistically, it's eventually not going to be safe to even go outside. You know, if you act foolishly, then that's what you're going to reap. You know, it comes back to being prudent. And let's consider Proverbs 22 verse 3. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. This very verse is repeated a second time later on in Proverbs 27 verse 12. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. And further on that note, going back a chapter where Proverbs 21 verse 16 says, The person who strays from common sense will end up in the company of the dead. So now, let's look at the watchmen. Let's look at the prophets. The Lord sends both his prophets and his watchmen to warn his people, as well as the simpletons, and as well as the wicked people who he wants them to repent. You know, the watchmen, the prophets, they come from all walks of life. They may not have watchmen as their official title, but it's those who know what the Lord's word says about the end days. They pay attention. They warn others and act accordingly. 
both in faith and prudence. The Lord says his people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. But it's not because they didn't hear it. It's because they rejected it. They refused to take it to prayer and act accordingly in discernment. I'm going to play a few clips for you. And you use discernment on what these mean. Now, some of these are longer than others, but after all of these are played, you won't be able to have an excuse to say you weren't told. And I pray you start to think outside the box and act accordingly. You know, these goblins, they're getting ready for war. China just said they're going to be shutting off exports of oil. We're not generating it here. Russia shut it off. What do you think that's going to mean for energy globally? If those who are doing these things have prepared, don't you think that you should be preparing yourself and your family? How much of this we're going to be here for, I don't know. But you don't want to be among the ones who panic. Now, this first clip I'm going to play was at the end of the first hour of the Hal Turner radio show on Wednesday evening. Now, what he says here may be nothing or it may be something. Say what you will about Hal Turner. But he speaks of, you know, as a matter of fact, not something you want to play around with. Now, let's take a listen, and I'll give some comments afterwards. There's so many things gone wrong on so many levels that I don't know that it's even possible to save America or the rest of the civilized world. Now, something happened tonight. Happened around midnight, Moscow time. And the Kremlin issued a statement. I'm going to read it to you. It's one sentence. You ready? Quote, Friday evening will be beautiful for the whole world, unquote. Yeah, that was it. Friday evening will be beautiful for the whole world. When asked, a representative of Russia said, quote, Russia has entered a road of no return. We cannot submit to NATO. We knew we were on a road with no return. Unquote. Um, I, I, I don't like the sound of that. No, no, I, I, I don't like the sound of that at all. Friday evening will be beautiful for the whole world. Huh. Now, intelligence circuits utterly exploded with information, analysis, and input from around the world. I have, 
all sorts of rampant, some of it almost crazed speculation. I have never seen or heard anything like this in all my years involved with the intelligence community. And I haven't been involved since, you know, 2008, but I was involved there for quite a while. And I've never seen or heard anything like it. There is a body of thought that is coalescing around potential meanings of this statement by the Kremlin Friday. Everything will be beautiful for the whole world. And the analyses that are coalescing, they are available on my website for subscribers. Because I don't want people to panic. But uh, some of these uh, analyses make you sick to your stomach. And now we've got a good idea that it will be this Friday. Today's Wednesday. Two days. Now, I don't know if the Russians are trolling us. I don't think so. What is it? I want you all to think a minute. What is it that could take place on Friday where Friday evening will be beautiful for the whole world? At least from Russia's point of view. What is it? Because this kind of creeped me out. I got to tell you, it creeped me out in a big way. You know, Russia Russia said today that they would respond to our economic sanctions in a manner that was asymmetrical. So it wouldn't be tit for tat. It would be some other way. And Russia today earlier said the United States is waging economic war upon Russia. And later the Ministry of Defense said NATO aircraft are supplying intelligence to the Ukrainian army from Poland. And then Friday evening will be beautiful for the whole world. Let me ask you this. Aren't there people and entities around the world who would think it was a beautiful thing if the United States of America was suddenly nuked out of existence? Aren't there aren't there forces in the world that would think the U.S. being wiped out would be a beautiful thing. And in a similar vein, aren't there forces in the world who think that it would be a beautiful thing for the United Kingdom to be wiped out? 
Um, are there forces in the world who think that it would be a good thing, a beautiful thing, if all of NATO was wiped out? One fell swoop. All of it. Who on this planet has the actual ability to do that? Yeah. Russia. And they're saying that Friday evening will be a beautiful for the whole world. And folks, to add to that, not only does Russia have the ability to carry out these things if they so choose, they often do not bluff when they say they're going to do something. Word is also going around that they are going to disconnect from the global internet. And, you know, they started preparing for this a few years ago. The day, the morning after, on Thursday morning, Dave Hodges made a comment about that. And no matter what your opinion may be about any of these hosts, stay with me. Because you're going to see where I'm going with this. Now, this clip is up on YouTube, and it's titled Internet Alert for 311 and beyond. But let's take a listen. I want to make sure I get this out. We know for a long time the Russians were messing with the undersea internet cables near uh, Norway. And that made the news. We saw the pictures and the maps and then the photos of the underground cables. And they get cut. Internet service in various areas goes down too. Well, that's not the only problem we have. Putin has done some things where people are recoiling here in the West and saying, whoa, we could be in big, big trouble. I'll describe that when we come back. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. We're the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. As of March 11th, this Friday, Putin has ordered all internet services to conform to central processing within Russia. No outside uh, relay stations, so that's my word for it, but where you go through and your IP address is registered and it goes out to wherever and it registers where you're from and so forth and so on. Okay, uh, that is a thing of the past with regard to Russia and the internet. And you're saying, whoa, this is pretty interesting. Why would they do that? Why would they contract the internet just to work within Russia? Well, would you want your businesses that would be internet dependent, your utilities, which are internet dependent, to go down in the end of winter here for Russia? Of course you wouldn't. This tells you, in my opinion, what Putin's getting ready to do. Now, he has threatened our grid. I mean, we've talked about this a number of times. This, I believe, is going to be the first step in attacking us. I believe if he doesn't like the way things are going after the 11th, He's going to go after the grid. He's going to shut down the Internet. Now, think about that. If you have the Internet shut down, how are you going to power your house? How are you going to get pay at the pump for gas? Car will still drive. But how are you going to get pay at the pump? You're not. How are you going to do a lot of things? How are you going to drive to work? You won't even have work. Is your work dependent on the Internet? Mine is exclusively dependent on the Internet. I'm done. Out of business. Finito. I mean, this is like the last title, Beyond Apocalyptic. But this is what you got to worry about happening. When you withdraw like that and you cut yourself off in the rest of the world and you've already threatened a cyber grid attack, is it not reasonable to assume he's coming after the Internet? That's my personal belief. And then how will we respond? That's a fifth-level event. Fifth-level events can get nuked. That's what scares me here. 
That's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Thumbs up, like us, and make sure you're a member of the CommonSenseShow.tv for the very best in investigative reporting. So now, why is this all important to note? Why am I playing these clips? Well, you hear these things about today, March 11th. And even if it doesn't happen today, we know it's near. Those things said about today, March 11th, it just so happens that on top of the sanctions, lo and behold, we have Klaus Schwab, talked about him before, he's a major globalist, now coming out this morning announcing that the World Economic Forum is cutting off Russia from all global commerce. This is in addition that at the UN, Russia is about to make their case for recent bio-research labs in Ukraine. Folks, do you see how both sides are making their case and where this has the potential to go? One thing can quickly lead to another. Either side will say, well, this we're going to go to war because we have proof on this. We're going to go to war to cover it up. Whatever the case may be, you cannot trust either because you do not know. You only should have your trust in the Lord and do what you know is right to do what you're discerning. You know, they're poking the bear and essentially cornering it. And when the bear has no other recourse, they lash out. Same in nature. But then you have to understand that it was all planned. And it's even been questioned whether Russia took the bait. We can't be sure either way, but they're going to do what they have to do. And they're not beyond retaliating. You know, that's just reality. You know, the high gas, the prices you pay, you know, those are meant to get you to eventually stop driving in the name of climate change. That's all part of the Great Reset, the mark of the beast system. You know, and that's if it doesn't go to war first. You know, they want war with the people. And don't think that they aren't beyond shutting off access to your bank to accomplish that. Harrison Smith of the American Journal radio show did a segment on this subject, and the video is titled Mark of the Beast, Biden Launches Digital Currency to Surveil and Control Everyone All the Time. And this goes hand in hand with what Klaus Schwab has been up to. We need to vaccinate the web. You will own nothing and like it. And then pulling what they're doing this morning in concerns to Russia. That's just the perfect excuse to start a war and collapse it all and reset everything. Let's take a listen to what's been on the agenda. Welcome back, folks. We'll go out to your phone calls in just a moment. I do want to cover this story. From NBC News, Biden takes big step towards government-backed digital currency. The Biden administration is putting its support behind the research and development of a U.S. central bank digital currency, or CBDC. The move is a part of a sweeping executive order. President Joe Biden signed Wednesday instructing the federal government to explore possible uses of and regulations for digital assets like cryptocurrencies. Although a U.S. digital currency would not necessarily change much in terms of everyday experiences like buying goods and services, economists say it could transform central and commercial banking as well as government sanctions, banking accessibility, and taxes. Translation, they would have total push-button control of the entire money supply, including what's in your bank account. You'll be able to monitor to the penny where you spend it, how you spend it, what you're into, all that sort of stuff. It uh, does nothing whatsoever to mitigate the problems that we have with our current currency. In fact, it only exacerbates them. 
and makes the benefits of our current cur currency system, like being able to have cash and pay for things in cash and not be monitored and controlled all the time, uh, makes those go away, gets rid of those things, uh, but is obviously all a part of the ongoing move to control absolutely everything digitally. Remember, you will own nothing, and that will include your money. You won't even have money anymore. You'll have debt. You'll have debt that you're continually paying off, and you'll rent everything that you use during the day from your car to your house to your phone. And if you happen to spread what they consider misinformation, even if it's true, you know, it can still be misinformation as we've seen time and time again. So if you express the truth that they disagree with, that they don't like, that they don't want to be spread, maybe you'll just be cut off. Maybe, you know, it'll be so convenient that you won't even have to carry a wallet or a phone anymore because it'll actually be, you know, a QR code printed on your hand or a, a chip inserted under your skin. Maybe it'll be a literal mark of the beast and maybe the American people are just dumb enough to fall for this and go for this. If you think about it, that's really the ultimate conspiracy. You want to talk about one singular conspiracy over all of them. It's the oldest conspiracy in the world, right? It's the oldest trick in the book, the book being the Bible and the trick being Satan <laughs> tricking Adam and Eve into leaving the uh, Garden of Paradise. So that's the overarching plan. It's, it's all quite literally laid out in Revelations, and it is what they are actively pursuing at this point. You will have to have the mark of the beast. You will have to be a slave with a number implanted under your skin, or you won't be able to buy anything or sell anything, just like it says in the book. So that's the ultimate goal here. And of course, Alex covered it yesterday. The story's on Infowars.com about the president of the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, who looks just like Kingpin from the Spider-Man comics, by the way, a cartoonishly fat man who... Uh, was extolling on the virtues of digital currency in that we can track everything that you do. And you're saying what a, what a shame it was now that if you have a dollar bill that the central bank can't figure out where you're spending that. It's a shame for them. And, and again, this ties into everything. You know, if you think about like what Bill Gates is up to, like what makes him evil, what, what drives him in his desire to control everybody, it's not that complicated. Humanity is a beautiful, wild, free thing. They don't like that. They would much, much prefer that we were all ants. They would so much prefer that we were all robots that they can program to do exactly what they want at any time, and they can overwrite our own human, you know, human impulses by technocratic intervention. Right? Put in, put a thing in your brain and have you working like a slave, but you're happy doing it because they're injecting dopamine into your brain. And when Bill Gates, who works primarily with computers and machines where if you program something in it, it does it. And each part has a role it plays and it doesn't deviate from that role. It does what it's supposed to. He sees humanity as this chaotic, wild, frenetic kind of chaos. And that's very uncomfortable for him because it's much more difficult to exploit. It's much more difficult to bend their will to whatever you want it to be. And so this is all part of the same scheme of complete control and complete subjugation under them, whether it's Bill Gates or this kingpin guy. It's all the same impetus, right? It's all these people are doing things that, that we don't know about, and all these people are doing things that we can't control, and we hate that, and so we want to fix that. And so they phrase it as security or they phrase it as illicit transactions or whatever else they have to say to get what they really want, which is just surveillance and control 
And in many cases, surveillance is control because once you know they're surveilling you, you'll control yourself, which is really the key to all of this. And Aldous Huxley laid it out 50 years ago. I don't need to go into that again. And he did lay it out. The name of the book was called 1984. And it was laid out in the word. Revelation 13. And then I've covered the patents. I've told you that the whole COVID thing was training for all of this. I've covered that at nauseum. I'm not going into that again. But, you know, after that clip, he just goes into phone calls from listeners. And so I'm not going to play the whole thing. But what was the clip Harrison was referring to with the quote-unquote kingpin? And seriously, all this guy looks like Penguin from Batman. And of course, these bankers most of the time are evil and fat. But I'll be posting these two clips up when this podcast goes up. But let's take a listen as it applies to all of this and where it's going. And this one was a day before um, Alex Jones covered it. And he gets in and plays the clip from the banker and what they're actually planning to do. Here it is. Well, Augustine Karstens is the head of the World Economic Forum's banking sector. And he's also the general manager for the Bank of International Settlements. And if you're wondering where all your freedoms went in banking with them spying on you, well, he ate them. And I say that because he is quite large. It's just a, a joke I like to make. But I want to play a clip so you know where this is all going. Remember that nominee that failed a f few months ago because she was a communist that was going to be the head U.S. bank regulator? And she said, oh, we own all the money in your account. And, and the Federal Reserve's just be able to take money out of your account whenever it wants. No judge, no jury, no warrant. No court finding. Remember that? People said, where does she get that? Well, that's from the IMF and the World Bank and the Bank of International Settlements that manages and tracks all the money around the world. And, and now they're coming out with their global digital system that everything else has to be fed through. And then they're going to track and trace everything you do with it. And so here he is. This just, just came out yesterday. BIS head digital currencies and the future of the monetary system and then they can program the money for where you can spend it and what you can do with it this is all being announced by the bank of england you name it this is beyond the mark of the beast i mean this is here this is happening and we are sleep walking into this situation here yes our analysis on cbdc in particular for the use of general to the general use uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash. Uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. Uh, so they are all over the news, all the big central bank heads and then the regional heads. They had the head of the uh, private bank that masquerades as a government bank up in Canada last week say, very soon we'll tell you where you can spend your money and how you can. And if it's environmental, we'll let you use it if we say it's good for the earth. But if it's bad, then we're going to tax you. And we'll just do this whenever we want. No judge, no jury, no laws. 
Just the international banks will set it and then you will submit to it. But to do that, they first got to devalue the dollar, devalue the yen, the yuan, the peso, the shekel, the ruble, and then have everybody agree to go to a new global digital standard. You'll still have your local money, but it'll be pegged and set to that. I like your driver's license says Texas or New York, but it's part of the real ID. It's really a national ID, the real ID. Well, now imagine a global ID, and with that, all the control. And they admit out of the gates what you saw with the Canadian truckers is what they're going to do with these systems. And you heard him. He said, listen, we can't just let somebody have a $100 bill or a 1,000 peso and then not know what they're doing. I mean, we already track everything you do online. We already watch and listen to you. You already got assistants in your house, little robots that, you know, watch and listen to you. Well, now, now we're going to have it where the money tracks everything you do and controls you with a carbon tax and more. And that's what the COVID-19 power grab was all about, was introducing that idea to the world. And we've played world leaders clips saying, hey, no one would have accepted taking a gene therapy in their body. 95% of people, the head of Bayer said last week, would never have accepted these gene therapies. We could never get them approved because they killed so many people. But we gave an emergency authorization, called it a vaccine, censored anybody that criticized it, shut them up, and then forced it on billions of people. And now, oh, we're going to roll out all these other things without regular authorization. I mean, it, it's just all the standards, all the protections of civilization, the social contract itself being broken. Now, there's a bunch of these clips of Saki and, and, and Biden and the rest of it, but... Here's a clip of Biden yesterday evening in Fort Worth, Texas. He's asked about the gas price. He says there's nothing he can do. That is a 100% lie. He could turn the Keystone Pipeline on to bring those millions of barrels a day from Canada down. Canada can't ship it here. So it's put on trains owned by George Soros and Warren Buffett on record, shipped to the west coast of Canada, British Columbia, and shipped to China and to Japan. That's how you turn the U.S. economy off. That's how we're non-essential. And he could do that. He could, he could, he could take the uh, drilling on public lands that's half the country's federal land. They could take those off. He could take the uh, other restrictions of the Gulf of Mexico off because somebody else is just going to drill it. But no, 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 he can't do much because we're in a transition of bankrupting you. Here he is. Russia's responsible. A bunch of lazy government bureaucrats around him. Everybody wearing their little, their little outfits like a bunch of wicked witches flying monkeys. And it's just so much fun. There's the puppet. World leaders won't even talk to him. It's a total joke. But all the Americans fawn after him. Oh, all the libtards. It's so cute. He goes, there's not much I can do. They're going to go up. It's Putin's fault. It's Russia's fault. Yeah, you lying maggot. And Saki laughs when they say, please turn on the Keystone Pipeline that would literally lower the prices down to below $3. That's on record. Keystone Pipeline would lower prices to down below 3 instead of over 4 China gets a new coal plant 
every week. We get them shut down every week. China gets all our oil. We don't get jack squat. And you look at these politicians and these and these Air Force people and just all of them, and they're part of the establishment. They think they're cool. They're the officer corps. They're the globalist corps. And they are literally sucking this country dry, and the world knows it and has no respect for our leadership because our leadership are not even Americans. They're a pack of criminals raping and looting the country into oblivion and hating the, the Americans that are left, every race, color, and creed, that want justice and freedom and a future. And they just laugh at us with disdain, but they also fear us because they know we might actually get back control of our country and stop their looting and criminal activity. I don't even care about bringing them to justice, though that's important. I, I just want to get them off of us. I want to stop it. Now, I mean, Alex is right on about these globalists and what they're up to. But the thing that everyone needs to understand is that God will be the one who takes vengeance. We need to be ready to go home at all times. And if we're more concerned with all of this, then we're unfocused. And this is why we need to have prudent preparations done. I mean, shutdowns of accounts or a cyber attack, wars and rumors of wars, we never know what could happen. And that's the purpose of preparing. So when you hear all of this, and you take into consideration all of this, you, you don't just sit there. You have to get your house in order. You know, get right first with the Lord and prepare accordingly for the coming storm because it's upon us. To quote Proverbs 6, verses 4 through 11, don't put it off, do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. So, you know, do what you can while you can, knowing what's on the horizon. And one last thing. Those of you who are able to help the less fortunate in these times, you should do so. You know, again, there comes a time where things are shut off. And the knowledge we have is the knowledge we have. They will have a war, collapse economies, and this is how they will bring on the mark of the beast and the Antichrist. Jesus foretold us all of these things would happen ahead of time. And he gave us the parables to be looking for. So we need to do what we can, as we're not hopeless. We need to stand strong in our faith. Now, once we have exhausted all of that, this is when true faith will come in. Because obviously it's going to get to a point where there's only so much you can do. But you want to be working on building that faith and trust. Especially if you're new to the walk. And if you're thinking about all of these things, then it makes it that much harder. You know, nobody wants to hear their son or daughter coming to them. No parent wants to hear their son or daughter coming to them and saying, Mommy or Daddy, I'm hungry. I mean, that's not going to inspire much faith. You're going to be mad at God when he, he's been giving you all the warnings. I mean, if we go to war, I don't know about the rest of you, 
but I choose to be home with my family. And, you know, personally, I prefer to be in prayer. Not running around panicked. You know, not worrying about where I'm going from there. At that point, I'll be saying, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want me to do now? And that's wisdom being put into perspective, guys. There's nothing wrong with getting some practical preparation done. You know, discernment to see these things happening and knowing what you should do, knowing your course of action, knowing where you stand with the Lord, knowing what you're going to do when that time arrives. You know, myself, Glinda, and many others have been telling you what's coming, and it's all in the Word. You know, I just did a, a three-part end-time series with Glinda just a month or two ago. So, that said in closing, you may not like any of what I've said today, or the clips i played, but I quote another proverb, this time chapter 27, verse 16, the person who strays from common sense will end up in the company of the dead. You know, I tell you these things because I do care, and I love you all. But when it goes down, what you have and what you've learned, that's where you are. You know, there comes a time where podcasts will go offline. You know, not by my doing, but because the ability to put them up has been removed, or I can't. So take this advice seriously, guys. Remember this, brothers and sisters, and do what you can as the Lord has provided. Stay strong and be courageous. The Lord does not like the cowardly, but those who are prudent and fear him enough to act and help others in need. And that said, that's all I have for today. You know, it's my prayer that you've gotten something out of this episode. Take everything you have heard today to prayer and ask the Lord what he would have you do. And for some of you, I'm sure you've already acted accordingly and have had a head start. And so now you know you can focus on the word and prayer and not what's going to happen with everything else and, you know, have your concerns other than on Jesus. And there was one more thing I wanted to mention because I'm, I'm sure some of you were looking for the second part of the Refinement podcast. Initially, I was going to work on the Refinement part two, but just due to everything taking place and that the rate it's accelerating, I felt it was important to get this out as a means for discernment and not knowing how much time there really is. I'm still going to be working on the second part of refinement, and I should mention this will be another part of unconventional refining. That is, those who continue to play and ignore the warnings as the world is on the brink of war. War costs lives. Do you want it to cost your life eternally? You decide. I've talked about the horse's riding. Take it seriously. Repent. Stay prayed up. Prepare yourself spiritually, physically, and mentally. And until next time, may our Lord Jesus bless you. I thank you for listening. Have a great week, everyone.